When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Patrick. Uh, Joe Cap, one of the one of the great, I think even you could even say un, unheralded in some ways, uh, figures in Vikings history. He was the starting quarterback from 1967 through 69. He quarterbacked the Vikings to a Super Bowl. And he uh, he passed away earlier this week at the age of eighty five years old. So I'm sure you, you you have a better chance of remembering Joe Cap than um, than we do. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on him. Uh, well, I never actually covered him. I got to tell you that I was covering high schools when he was here, but uh, I did obviously know about him. I was there when he threw the seven touchdown passes against the Baltimore Colts uh, in the game two of nineteen sixty nine. And uh, he kind of, all the things, if there had been a love boat in 1969, we would have laughed about it because we would have had Joe Cap there and Lonnie Warwick. One of their famous stories is that Joe Cap and Ronnie, uh, Lonnie Warwick, who was the linebacker, got in a fight because who was trying to take responsibility for the defeat? Warwick was trying to blame the defense and Cap was trying to blame the offense. They were such great guys that they were fighting over the willing, their own willingness to take credit for defeats. That's the kind of image that they... Now, you got to remember they had Sid covering them, who covered up everything. And then you had Klobuchar, who was creating this this theme that went through the whole team of these hard-nosed, hard-drinking, wonderful, devoted Vikings, and uh, Cap was the leader of that crew, and also a complete loose cannon. In, in, in truth, he was a loose cannon, the whole Tequila Joe stuff, but uh, he's also not very bright. He, uh, you know, he was getting... He had the privilege of playing with the greatest defense ever, right? I mean, it's, you look at the 19, 1971, Alan Page was the MVP of the league as a defensive tackle. Yeah. He was the MVP of the league. That defense gave up 130 points. He could have stayed here and been the quarterback and gone to another Super Bowl or two, but he – got this 80-some-year-old lawyer, John Elliott Cook, that convinced him he could become a free agent if he didn't sign his contract. So he was gone in 1970. He ended up signing with the Patriots in October. They were a terrible team. 
He was in no shape to play quarterback. He was out of the league by 1971. Yeah, that's so amazing. He goes he goes from throwing seven touchdown passes in a game and going to a Super Bowl to out of the league less than two years later. Yeah, because, I mean, they weren't. They were trying to beat the free agent. You know, they were trying to create free agency. They were trying to beat the system. And they, you know, the NFL was no different then than it is now. They, uh, the league, uh, you know, Pete Rozelle basically blackballed this guy. And he, he wasn't. The other thing is he was never a marksman as a passer or anything. And when he played in the full season of 68, he had 10 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. Mm-hmm. He was, his quarterback rating was 58 and a half. He was through for 1600 yards in 14 games, but he had something, you know, he was with that defense and with that once in a while, they'd explode and, uh, he'd throw these duck passes and people jump up and catch them. And, uh, and he was just, he was the right guy for the right time. And he could have been that guy again for three, four years. And he just thought he could go out and get rich. He thought people were going to grab, fight for his services because he was such a great quarterback. And everybody knew he was just a Vikings quarterback. You know, the Vikings said, okay, Joe, you threw an interception. And you left them to have the ball at the 20-yard line, but by the time the series was over, they were back at the 35 because Alan Page had sacked two guys. <laughs> so, they, I mean, he was playing with this fantastic defense, and he just screwed it up. And uh, he was a – you know, he went to Cal as the later on. He, he took Cal to the Rose Bowl, then he won a Grey Cup or two up in Canada, and uh, he went to his Grey Cup finals anyway. And then he uh, – he went back to Cal later on as their head coach. Somebody told me this story about uh, they had a friend from San Diego who went up there to be an assistant with him, and two months later the guy was back. They said, why are you back? He said, because I asked Joe what was our practice plan. He said, we don't have one. <laughs> well, just, you know, It was just all off the cuff, and it exploded, and he broke every rule known to man, and he was a terrible coach. But I, I got to – I got to sit with him two, three times when he came back for various events, and he was a character. There's no doubt about it. And he was beloved. It was, you know, as I said in my column, and I said it a couple of times, we appreciated Tarkington. We loved Joe Cap. Everybody loved Joe Cap, even though he turned on him and basically ruined the 70 and 71 season because they didn't have a good quarterback until they brought Darkington back so yeah you know know, know, that's funny I would say so we get you know we every Friday we do uh, we do feedback Friday on Purple Daily Pat where we just we just take emails from people and answer so we have taken in thousands of emails from people over the two or three years right I can't think of more than three or four odes to Fran Tarkenton. I can count. Yeah. We have a, we have an ode to Joe Cap. Well, he passed away this week. That's yeah, cool. yeah, right. But like, but I I could count fifty to a hundred odes to Joe yeah. Cap just from older yeah. generation Vikings fans that felt the connection yeah, to him. They did. I mean, it was uh, it, he, he was he was much bigger than his performance. That's in the fan reaction, much bigger than his performance. But uh, if it, you know. I was there. Uh, it, it, the reaction, I, I kind of, I probably overdid it a little in my column, but I said that the, that seven touchdown pass game, you know, because 68, they were eight and six. And they, you know, they weren't a big machine. They went to the playoffs. And there was strong Viking interest 
but somehow that seven touchdown pass game after they'd lost their opener at Tarkington, that seven touchdown pass game uh, just lifted the Viking phenomenon to a degree. And then it was a start of a 12 game winning streak too, yeah. which also helps. So uh, that was when they, you know, he was the man when they became the Vikings, you know, right. the, the, the warriors of the North. Here's what people forget is this. 67, Bud comes in to replace Van Brocklin, who was a raving idiot. But uh, <laughs> uh, but Bud comes in, he goes 3-8-3. and three. When the, Our motto was tie one for Bud. That was, uh, you know, he wants – he was getting beat by the, uh, I think it was the Rams, 34 to nothing. He kicked a field goal late in the game. They said, Bud, why'd you kick a field goal? He says, I didn't want to get shut out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, they, I mean, it was, that's, we were not, we were not all in on, you know, he was played for the Gophers, but so what? We were Did not Bud- all in on 83, I mean, 70, 67, we weren't all in on Bud. Did Bud like Cap or tolerate Cap? There are rumors that he did not like him, but I don't know. I, I, you know, the thing about Bud was, uh, if you were, if you could play, you could pretty much get away with anything. You know, Carl Eller had some bad habits back then. Never played every game. Alan Page went to law school and didn't show up for training camp for about five years. Bud let him do it. Then when he couldn't. Then when he was play started going, then Bud got rid of him. Jim Marshall would not would have to only practice like the morning practices or something like that because they could play. You know, when Bud's team would go back home on Friday nights, like for an exhibition game, he'd he wouldn't let them leave till four o'clock in the afternoon. Then they could drive their own cars, but he didn't want them to go earlier in the day because he know they'd go find some ladies and raise hell. And because the games didn't kick off till eight o'clock, then mm. Jim Marshall would start the. You could start your car and leave after Jim Marshall shot his gun off up in the air as the starting pistol and a real gun. He shot his, you know. <laughs> At four thirty in the afternoon, they could get away with anything with Bud if they could play. Plus, you got to remember the other thing: they had the same guys every year. You know, the same. And Jim Marshall was his defensive end from nineteen sixty one to nineteen seventy nine. It's amazing. It, it's uh, yeah. Mick, Mick Tinglehoff was the, was yeah, the center yeah, for yeah. center for the whole you know the whole twenty time. years. Yes, yeah, it's uh, it was this, the defense. You know, the, about seventy-two, they bad drafted Mark Matt Blair and uh, and, uh, and and Freddie McNeil, same draft, and then they slowly got rid of Roy Winston and Wally Hilgenberg. But he still he liked the guys that did what he wanted them to do, right? Yeah, I mean, he, the guys that he could rely on even more than Belichick in those early years when he had the same old linebackers who wouldn't. You know, wouldn't really were great players anymore. But uh, but Cap, you know, I talked to Alan uh, uh, Page on uh, when Cap died Friday, I guess. And if there was one guy in the world who wouldn't have liked that whole shtick, that whole Mexican tequila Joe blah shtick, it would have been Page because Page is a serious guy. But Page loved him. Page says, you know, he said 
All he cared about was winning games. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't know what his stats were when a game was over. He said all he cared about was winning games, which is a hundred and eighty degrees opposite of Francis. Francis cared. Francis. Francis loved to win. Wanted to win. And he wanted Francis to get a lot of credit for it too. You know, so. the, the Vikings have had some uh, some quarterbacks in there. In their recent and uh, far past history, that love to put up stats, maybe first and yes. foremost. And then... yes, that's true. But Cap did not, and and you know that that one game he throws seven touchdown passes. I think he only had like twenty one for the year, or someday. You know, he it did, was nineteen. He had, he had nineteen for the nine, year. Nineteen. He had seven in his first game. Calquazo played the first game at, at New York, so that kind of indicated that Bud might not have been in love with him because Cap had started the whole 68 season and then he starts Quazzo in the opener. But they gave up two number ones for Gary Quazzo to the New Orleans Saints after they traded Tarkington. So Jim Finks gets a lot of credit, but he wasn't flawless. He gave up two number ones to New Orleans for Quazzo. Now you got to remember that draft choices weren't valued back well, then. Judd, like Judd, Judd, if there was a Purple Daily back uh, you know, 60 years ago, Judd would have been calling for Calling for heads. Well, the targeting yeah. trade was good, though. They got a ton from the Giants. So, oh yeah, that's great. Oh yeah, that that was the 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 targeting trade made that defense and made a lot of Clinton Jones, Gene Washington. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic. They went to Michigan State to get players too, which was good back then because Michigan State was paying more than the NFL back then with their <laughs> players. So. Hey, uh, uh, I want anyway. I want to give you I want to give you guys uh, Judd and Patrick here. I want to give you the floor here to uh, to maybe officially apologize to Max Kepler for all of the the negative things you've been spewing about him. Now that now that he's the Twins' hottest hitter, he's uh, mm-hmm. batting second. Another home run last night. Six home runs. He had nine all of last year. So yeah, Judd, he looks better. He looks better. But you would have had a better chance against Hader in the uh, in the tenth inning. That, that's not fair to let Max bat against Hader in that just situation. Just stick your elbow out. Just stick yeah. your elbow yeah, out. Yeah, oh no, dude, that would no, hurt you way no, too much. No, that would really hurt. Better chance no, Max, he's been he's been better. I mean, he's going to hit two thirty five when the year's over. But he's he's been better. And uh, but having Kirilov helps too. That kid can hit. I hope he can stay healthy because uh, he can, you know, he hung in there and hit the hit a rocket down the right field line. So, and uh, they win a ball game, but man, they scoring runs is hard, isn't it? Wow. Joey Gallo is unplayable right now at the plate. Mm. Yeah. Well, his hey. bats are just nothing. This is how, this is the Joey Gallo experience. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. for a month, he will be unplayable and then he'll carry you for three weeks. And... I hope we see that. Well, you did right. already. Yeah, that's the trouble. That's you, you probably saw the best of him, but uh, it is uh, it is. They were uh, you know pulling the plug on Miranda. They want you know Miranda. If, he, if he's trying to figure out why he's in St. Paul, look at film of him playing. Look at the tape of yourself playing third base. That's his biggest problem, really. I mean, he got. I thought maybe he saved himself by getting that base hit on uh, Tuesday night, uh, only running, but I thought maybe he saved himself, but then he butchered a couple of balls later that night. And that was it. They can't stand away. Watch that. He's, he's not an athlete. He's a, he's a hitter. He's not an athlete. He doesn't no speed and no reactions. And it's going to be hard for him as long as Buxton's the DH. I don't know what, what are you going to do with him? Because you got, 
Uh, you got Royce Lewis coming. You got Farmer here. You might have to be a Polanco stage. You got to find a place for that Julian kid to play. He's, uh, we might have seen the last of Jose, but, uh, boy, Lopez was good last night. So, and Louis, Louis fell under 400. So he's down to 398. So, uh, oh my God, what a, what a So, Patrick, when's the last time that we have seen this complete of starting pitching from this team? Well, if Louis Varlin is going to be good, right? Long time ago. I'd, I'd have to go Try back, to and, last but, time. but five deep, a competitive five deep. I don't know what uh, the uh, <laughs> when they were good uh, when they were good in the in you know they had good pitching around you know, even Santana and Lariano when he had them at the top the bottom you the had Loesch at the yeah, bottom he, and yeah yeah and the Loesch Loesch was good at times though right I mean Loesch, there's a year you can find a year when. When they had Joe Mays, Eric Milton, when Joe Mays was healthy, Eric Milton was healthy. Radke. Uh, who else was around there? You had Radke, and then, Radke, you, and yeah. then, they, yeah, and then there might have been a partial Santana season kind of mixed yeah, in there. Yeah, he made some starts the one year. And then, remember, they were going to put him back in the bullpen that next year. And then he, uh, no, no, he, he, they put him, they brought him back up to be in the bullpen. I, I can tell you one thing, though. They talk about this bullpen. That bullpen when you had Rincona on steroids, you had Santana <laughs> in it for a while. You had it Santana in it for a while. You had uh, JC Romero. JC Romero. He had steroids. He was oh, on steroids. Yeah. He got popped. <laughs> <laughs> he was he had one sixty one that year or something, right? And he had pitched in seventy games. He was un, he was a horse. They had that bullpen back Balfour. then, and Johan was in it for a while, right? Johan was in yeah. it for a while. The two two thousand six, and Latroy, or Latroy, when they Latroy was Latroy could never pitch in a game when they had a lead because they went with these other guys after they moved Latroy out of the starting. Was Kenny rotation. Rogers in that 06 rotation too? It was, yeah, he was uh, in the rotation. Silva, Radke, Liriano, Bonzer, and Baker. Okay, Bonzer. Yeah, that's right, Bonzer. Those were the primary starters. Well, Booth, yeah. And then they, then Liriana got hurt, and Booth ended up pitching game two against Oakland. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they back then. I mean, they've had a, they've had this good of pitching, but maybe not this deep of rotation. But you weren't, you weren't as five man reliant back then either. Yeah, that was back in the days when they might pass your fifth starter if they had an off day so they could pitch their big, the four guys that stay in rotation. We didn't worry about that. Some minor inconvenience, like 280 innings back there or anything <laughs> like that. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, boy, it's, as I say, it's greatest combination ever. Pitch clock, good pitching, bad hitting. Those games just fly, man. If they That's hadn't good. gone, if they hadn't gone extra innings yesterday, what would we bet about 210? It was two fifty one for eleven. Yeah, that's right. Well, I was at a believe it or not, I was yeah. at a lacrosse game. I was at a lacrosse game, high school lacrosse game that started at seven, and it was a race to see who was gonna get finished first. The baseball game or the lacrosse game, and then they ended up going extra innings. So I wanted to see what it was. I'd never seen a lacrosse game before oh. I it's before I di- before I died, I wanted to see a lacrosse game, and uh, it's you get you get you get a 
drift. You don't have to watch them too long to figure out what they're trying to do. But what's funny is these parents who don't know anything about it, they're just like me. They don't know anything about it. They're complaining about the officials anyway, you know. Okay, three I, guys. I, I have a hot take, and then we yeah. got to go. Yeah. All right, if you, if you have no emotional attachment to the teams, if you're just going to go watch a sporting event, Lacrosse is more entertaining than soccer and hockey because they score goals. The the game ends fifteen to thirteen, and there's action paying off. It's it's much like hockey, though. I think more than any other sport, it's like hockey. Hey, Judd, Peter Angelo, they got to suspend him, right? Oh yeah, for that on dry saddle, yeah. God Almighty. Get a game, he should get at least two. You can't assault, you cannot assault one of the greatest players playing right right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, you just hit him. I heard him after the game saying, well, he'll probably get fined. Are you kidding me? They oh, can't yes, let him right. get away with that. He almost took his head off. If that was a fourth line guy, I would fine yeah. him. It's dry saddle. He's one of the best yeah, players. Guy, yeah. You can't lose him. Neck with a stick on, from well, 10 feet away. Line, I don't care about yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm with that. All right, Pat, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll break down the full Viking schedule uh, game by game, maybe half by half with Pat, actually, tomorrow. So, uh, by the way, cruise the water in luxury on a brand-new Bennington pontoon. These Royce Unchained appearances presented by these glorious pontoons. Pat right now. Yeah, that's him right Pat. there. Look at Pat him. Look at how, <laughs> the, the relaxation yeah. that Pat gets. I mean, look at how much different he looks on the Bennington. Look at Pat's hand slowly grab that throttle. <laughs> okay. Power right. Lodge. Okay, I, I made Sorry. it creepy. Power Sorry. Lodge and Miller Marine Power Lodge locations in Brainerd, Anamia, Ramsey, Miller Marine, and St. Cloud. I'll try not to make these creepy going Don't forward. Don't do that ever again. <laughs> PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com.